Good morning, everyone. How are you today, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And we air new subjects, new topics every Monday morning. Well, this is where we find encouragement through our struggles. And we share what we've learned, always knowing that we can turn to God about anything. He is there to rescue us, to redeem us. Please know that during this 10 to 15 minute episode, I'm not going to be yelling down at you. I'm not going to be preaching or lecturing you. I'm sharing what I've learned and what I'm still learning on my journey. We learn together. Well, we're continuing what we started at the beginning of the year to focus, focus on the Lord and the life of Jesus instead of the the distractions of this world. And it's important to walk in love as we remain focused, always remembering the greatest commandment, which is essentially to love our Creator, the one who has unfailing love for us, and to love our neighbors, those in need, as we love ourselves in a healthy, balanced way. And then Jesus told us to even love our enemies. We build upon focus on the Lord in love, and we look at issues, problems that may be tripping us up along our journey. And then we covered several of those in March. And then in April, we looked at Christ crucified and he arose and very many aspects of that. Like what does the cross mean to you? Who did Jesus come to save? And why? what would Jesus do in this situation or that situation? And how can I be more like Jesus? So now we're in the month of May. And what are we going to talk about now? We're going to look at examples of women during May and see what can I learn from what she did. If you haven't heard the past podcasts, I encourage you to look at them now. Go back to them at Karen Jane Casey on YouTube or on audio at buzzsprout.com. So what can we learn from women who lived during biblical times? Hmm. In this week's episode, we're going to take a look at the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well, also referred simply as the woman at the well. You can read the story in the Gospel of John in the New Testament, John 4, verses 1 through 42. And I'm not actually going to be reading that scripture. I'm going to rely on you to look it up. I love this story for many reasons. Jesus had chosen to take this route through Samaria, even though Jews did not like Samaritans, they didn't get along with them, and many Jews would have decided to go a longer route just to avoid traveling through Samaria. But Jesus had a mission in mind. When Jesus came to Jacob's well, he met with a Samaritan woman while she was getting water. She had come later in the day for a reason, because she had a need to avoid other people. She had a reputation and she would be shunned otherwise. So Jesus spoke to her, even though it was not in the customs at that time for a man to speak to a woman that they didn't know, and especially a Jew speaking to a Samaritan at all. But Jesus had no prejudice regarding race or gender. Jesus knows everything, so he knew from the beginning that she was of low reputation. In fact, that meeting was of no accident. There's no consequences in life. God is aware of everything. 
But Jesus is no respecter of persons either. He loves the rich, the poor, the educated, the uneducated, good people, and even those who are carrying along bad choices. Already in this story, Jesus is a hero. When Jesus asked the woman for a drink, she questioned him. They both took the time out of their day to have a discussion, to have an actual conversation. He offered her living water, divine mercy, and grace. Living water that could wash away all her sins. And he spoke of a quenching thirst forever with salvation. That brought on more questions. How could this Jewish man make such an offer? And she knew the Messiah was coming. Jesus shared that he is the Messiah. So at that point, this woman at the well had a choice. And you know, it comes to us many times. When has the Lord come to you and confronted you with something? Maybe about your life, but you being proud, ignored it. Or maybe you decided, oh, I'll wait a little while. I'm not going to come to you just yet. But what did she do? She had a choice to make. We all have choices to make. She did believe that he was able to, because he was able to tell her about her own history. And she had been married to five different men. He knew all about her reputation. How could anyone know all of that unless that person truly was the Messiah? She could have still rejected him. But she believed and and. His offer was good for her, despite her many sins. Right on the spot, she repented of all her sins, decided to walk away from her sinful life, and she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. He changed her life in an instant. She received the living water, eternity, through her belief in Him. It didn't matter anymore what her life had been like. For those who make that choice, that could be the end of their story. Maybe others would not see the change that happened inside her because they wouldn't see the change in the lifestyle as they had been believing. Or they did change for the better, but they kept their salvation a secret, kept it to themselves. That could be the end of the story, but it was not the end of her story. She decided to go out and be a light, be a light for the Lord. She didn't hide her message under a bushel, like many of us do at times. She shined with the good news of Jesus, and she happily ran and told everyone about it. In this Bible, in the it is in the Bible that for those who have been forgiven much, their gratitude, their faith, and giving to the Lord is also much. I think she had much to be thankful for, and she was thankful. And That is true in her case. She was forgiven much, and she immediately went out to share the good news of Jesus. So many would listen to her. She became a witness and evangelist, sharing to as many as who would listen. She carried her testimony to others with thanksgiving and with the love and desire that that they would also see and be saved too, adding more to the kingdom of God. Essentially, her testimony was this. Look at what awful sinner I was. Everyone knew that. But Jesus, the living water, he has now washed me clean. I have a future with him in heaven. If my Lord would forgive me, then he would also forgive you. Believe.
So she rushed through the town, the surrounding area, sharing about Jesus, the living water. And she told about how the Messiah had come to her, and he knew everything about her. And guess what? Many people did believe. They came to see Jesus for themselves. Other folks came to Jesus to check out her story, and they were saved. According to internet information, this Samaritan woman continued to share her testimony even to the point of getting the attention of the emperor Nero. Now this is according to the internet. In the end, she was a great martyr for Jesus. She was thrown into a dry well to her death. But she spent eternity with the Lord. That was new for me about her being a martyr. But maybe it's not new to you. I can now picture her to this day in heaven as she receives her crowns, her rewards for her devotion to the Lord. Was it comforting to know that Jesus cares for you and me despite whatever sins we might have done? Despite whatever race, gender, social status, or religion that we might have, might be. Could you identify with this woman at the well? Do you have sins knowing the amazing gratitude of the lord amazing mercy and grace when you come to jesus will you tell others about it will you let your light shine can you decide to be like this woman in sharing the good news of jesus with others sharing your specific testimony because someone will resonate with your story as opposed to another person's story I encourage you today to be like this redeemed woman at the well. Let your light shine for Jesus and let it shine for others to build the number of people in the kingdom of God. Matthew 5, 15 through 16 in the New Living Translation says this, No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father, always to His glory. I love verse 16 in the Passion Translation. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others, so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them, and then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. I love that. So I encourage you today, if you have turned to the Lord, become a believer and let your light shine. Let your light shine. Share the good news of Jesus with others and increase his kingdom. Well, there was a time in my life when I was desperately lost, hurt, and afraid. And yes, I was woefully woefully a sinner. I had suffered from various abuses, child abuse, life-threatening domestic violence, and then abuse by toxic people. I grieved over the loss of loved ones. I had major back surgery. Can anyone resonate with the kind of trials that come to, to me and others? But God worked miracles in my life. He rescued. He delivered me. Time after time, He did that, and I never deserved it. When I came to Jesus, everything changed. I am never alone. He is always with me. I am healed. I have joy in my heart that replaces the heartbreak and the despair and the brokenness. And I don't live in fear. I have an awesome future with Jesus. This is what I want for every person. And so I share the good news of Jesus whenever it's possible. 
The most awesome thing that you could do for yourself is decide to come to Jesus or decide to rededicate your life to Him. God's amazing love for us was demonstrated when He was willing to sacrifice His only Son, Jesus, for us. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then Jesus said Himself in John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Me. So if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, just like he did for the woman at the well. I encourage you, regardless of where you stand today in your relationship with the Lord, please pray with me now and say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son, and I believe that Jesus came to earth, suffered, and died on the cross to pay for my sins, and he arose. He arose on the third day and defeated death. But Lord, I'm a sinner. I ask you, forgive me. I repent of my sins. I walk away from my sinful life. Please help me to stand firm because I will be tempted. I need you, Jesus. I am lost. I am hopeless without you. I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart and I will accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you, Jesus. I will serve you all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said this prayer with me, you are in a relationship with the Lord. And I encourage you to study, read the Word of God, and pray. And learn about the character of Jesus and the promises that are out there for you. Always praise, always obey, be filled with gratitude, and grow in your faith. I encourage, make Jesus the Anointed One your focus and life ministry. And His unfailing love, rely upon the Lord for help through all of your troubles, finding peace within despite whatever is going on around you, despite the world's chaos. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Well, I want to thank you for joining me again in this episode of Turn to God with Karen. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. You can contact me through my website, KarenJaneCasey.com, and that's where you can give me any suggestions, feedback, any comments at all are always welcome. And you will find information about the books, blogs, podcasts that I have done, and even some resource material regarding domestic violence. Well, thank you, and God bless.